Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode, a spooky episode of Not Your Father's Movies. Spooky episode. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And tonight we are not joined by our bringer of dad energy, Jesse. He was unable to make it. But in his stead, we are coming at you with a spooky energy, us dad fathers, for our Halloween episode. Yay! And for this episode, we were originally going to do a, a single movie. We're going to do our regular breakdown, kind of deep dive, give you a long two-hour episode. But in Jesse's absence, uh, I personally didn't feel like uh, I wanted to do that. I, I wanted Jesse to be on to talk about that movie. Um, it'll come up in our discussion because in this episode, we're going to kind of discuss horror at large. We've talked about horror movies before. We've kind of flirted with <clears throat> our larger discussions about the genre why it matters to any of us. And I kind of wanted to just make this episode an episode where we, we discuss that kind of in depth, but also more relaxed. I mean, for our patrons who've heard our WhatsApp episodes or for our listeners who've heard them on the regular feed, um, that's where we kind of kick back. And I kind of like this to be more relaxed like that. Um, Mike and Dan were gracious enough to, to indulge me in that. So we're going to kind of do that tonight. Um, Dan, how do you feel about discussing horror tonight? I'm excited to, to discuss it. It's um, it's one of those discussions. I've gotten into a lot of good debates with people. I, a lot of my friends have um, less than less than a good relationship with horror, and it's something that I've loved since uh, I was a little kid. Um, so I get into a lot of really heated arguments, but they're always fun to me. I always love trying to like convince someone that secretly they like something horror as well, even if they think <laughs> they hate it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about horror with you guys. Um, actually, I was curious which which horror movies have you guys done on the on the show before? I was just thinking about that too. I was like, well, we did it. We did it. Um, that was our first year, and then the second year we did a whole uh, Halloween horror series that was for both... my birthday. No, 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 no. Wait, we did a Quiet Place and a Quiet oh, Place Part right. Two when yeah. I was off on uh, on paternity leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, guys then we did Shaun of the dead we did the 28 days episode. later train mm. new son um and then what else have we done i feel like we did uh, one other oh last night thing. in soho we did last night in soho and the thing for my birthday yeah that's right both both iterations yeah um it's a pretty yeah. wide wide birth of uh of horror we've tried to keep it like that because uh so i think i really really love horror i'll watch a lot of really messed up stuff and then Mike and Jesse are more sane. And so they watch less messed up stuff, but they still appreciate like being scared and, and going for a good time. Like I remember going to see last night in Soho with Mike and it was like a really fun night. And it was like a creepy movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, can you believe it's been a year ago? No, I really can't. That does. Where did this year go? We were just standing out in front of the theater a year ago talking about this movie. Yeah. And we've been looking forward to it for like a year. Yeah. Um, but we we, wow. we just tried to like hop in and out of different things because we all enjoy different things about different kind of horror genres. And maybe in this episode, we can kind of talk about those horror genres and like what we think about them. Um, yeah. What what about you, Mike? What what do you feel about our, our stance on horror? And then how do you feel about just talking about it in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like of you two guys, I'm definitely like more of a horror noob. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of it in my life and, and like, uh, I was always kind of like this, like, oh, I don't, I don't like horror is what I thought. Um, but then I started talking to you guys about it and I was like, oh, you know, I actually 
Like, I'm not really that scared by movies like Last Night in Soho or something like that. It's not like scary exactly. And it's actually kind of enjoyable. I really love zombie movies, and I always have, and I guess that's also horror. So See Mike's maybe, birthday episode from 2021. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> and I guess, like, the idea that I had of horror is, like, some unknown scary thing um, that's just, like, worse than my worst nightmares could ever be. And it's just, like, no, most people's imagination are about the same as mine, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I've been getting more into it, but I'm very interested to hear about like both of your sort of opinions and uh, insights onto the whole genre, all the genres of horror. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I do not pretend to be an expert on this subject. Um, I'd like to be, I'd like to invest that time. Dr. Horror. I, that, that would be fantastic, but I, I crown you Dr. Horror. I, I, I have to refuse the crown. I, <laughs> every time. So horror is one of the most like open and engaging online communities you can be a part of. But it's also one that has a, a, a very steep um, price of entry. Um, it it's takes a lot to like get your bona fides. Like it takes a lot to get your bona fides to be able to speak about movies. But it takes an even further step to get your bona fides to speak about horror because they don't really follow the same rules. Hmm. Um, what you're getting is different with each, and that's kind of what I like to talk about in this episode. Is um, you know why do we like horror? I'm sure there's people out there that are listening to this that are like. I don't enjoy being scared. I don't like feeling uncomfortable. I don't like the stuff that the horror movies I've seen have made me feel. And I don't like the attitude around them, the atmosphere, the cover art on the DVD, right? And that's totally fine. It's um, the cover art on the DVD is usually gross. Um, but for some people, that's a plus and some it's minus. <laughs> but just like maybe, I don't know, talk high level about this genre and why we love it and where we came to it from. Um, that might be really fun. And that's kind of what I wanted to bring everyone in on. Um, maybe I can start. So the first horror movie I ever saw was uh, not a horror movie, but it was uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. It was the first movie I ever saw that was actually scary. Um, I was probably five or six years old. And I saw it because I had the remote and I was in my grandma's room and all the adults were like out. It was, it was There was a party going on. And they were like, oh, just go watch TV in your grandma's room. I have my little PlayStation. It's like, you know, 1999 or 2000. And <laughs> I got bored of playing the PlayStation. I was just like surfing through channels. Um, you should never give a six-year-old remote control, by the way, and unrestricted <laughs> access to cable, including HBO. Don't do that. Um, but I happened upon the beginning of Beetlejuice, and I liked that Alec Baldwin, and I think it's Gina Gershon, are um, like a nice, happy couple. And then they just <laughs> died. <laughs> And then they came back and then people moved into their house. You know, Catherine O'Hara, Winona Ryder um, moved into their house. And then they're trying to figure out, like, they're trying to come to grips with the fact that they're dead, that they're ghosts, and that there are people in their home they want to get rid of. And they can't do it because they're very bad at scaring people. And this is when the titular Beetlejuice comes into the picture because he's like a fixer. You know, he's, he's the ghost. He's the ghostest with the mostest. He will get those pesky living people out of your home for a price. Um, it's a wonderful little Tim Burton horror comedy. Um, I say horror comedy, but it's probably the lightest horror comedy you can imagine. Um, if anyone hasn't seen it, I really recommend you check it out. It's got some, some spooks, some thrills, a lot of laughs. Michael Keaton just hamming it up with pancake makeup and green hair <laughs> and a very little Winona Ryder. Uh, it's really good. Uh, but I remember being so captivated because it was funny 
And I was really, really scared because <laughs> I didn't understand what was going on. Um, but that, that, that was my first brush with horror was, was Beetlejuice. Um, it's still a movie I return to to this day and, and something I, I, I hold dear. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I, I just want to ask, did that like, did that start your journey very young or was it like you didn't see anything for five more years? You just slept under the covers. No, uh, right after that, I remember seeing um, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, which again, loosely titled horror. Uh, it's a, again a movie I still love to this day. I love it so so deeply. It's so fundamental to to what I respond to, and that's a pretty disturbing movie if you're not um, of adult age when you see it. Like there's a lot of concepts and little rhymes. So a Nightmare Before Christmas is is a Tim Burton produced, Henry Selleck directed, um, Halloween Christmas horror musical that's stop motion animated for children. Um, I don't know how you couldn't be aware of this. You, you've been to Hot Topic. You've seen the merch. It, there's some there's some stuff in there that's really creepy and gross. You know, the Oogie Boogie Man um, mm. being made up of like living insects and they're kidnapping Santa Claus and all this like crazy stuff. Um, so that was something that I watched, you know, from behind covers. So really, it's been Tim Burton. That was my my door in. Even if you watch like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you know, when you talk about Large Marge, like there's some Tim Burton has some really scary stuff at his core, even if he doesn't make really scary movies. Um, there are some fundamental imagery and ideas that are really disturbing. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I started. It was basically Tim Burton. And I remember seeing Mars Attacks when I was like seven. It really freaked me the f*** out. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Tim Burton was my guy. He brought me in. And then honestly, ever after that, I was like, I, I was on an escalating level of like, what else can I handle? Yeah, ever, ever since I was a little kid, horror has been very, very important to me. What, what about you, Mike? Tell, tell us your story. I think the first movie that scared us as children in a way that like was shocking, and it didn't really scare me very much, but it scared my sister a ton, was this little old movie called Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Really? <laughs> it was like four. <laughs> she was five. And there's this banshee so i guess this is folk horror a banshee comes and appears and i have no idea what the plot is i haven't seen i've never seen the whole movie never wanted to go back never went back but suddenly this banshee is like i remember it as this sort of glowing orb um is at the door of darby's house i think i think and i just remember my sister screaming and honestly what was more scary to me was her scream i thought she was in like great peril um and then I realized she wasn't. So I was like, oh, this movie is obviously the thing that's perilous. So I am now scared of this movie. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Jane. Um, so that, that was the first uh, like scary thing that I can remember. Um, I feel like the next time I watched a movie that was memorably scary was watching Scooby-Doo, the live action movie. Oh, James it's, Gunn written. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of a weird movie to encounter. I think I was like 12 or 13. Not for kids? Yeah. Really? I. Well, it came out in what? 2002. So 2002. I was 12 or 13 when I saw it. I don't know. I remember, weird seeing, I remember seeing it and being like, this is not. I don't understand what's happening. There like, was a whole lot of confusing things yeah. going on with it and with me. I was like, just take me back to Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Yeah. Like, that, that's what I want. Yeah. And I'd watched like a bunch of Scooby-Doo. Like I'd watched the Scooby-Doo movie or like show and that sort of thing. I liked that. 
Um, but so like, I feel like my the first dips of my toe into the waters of scary things were not exactly positive yeah. situations. I didn't get a, we didn't watch Tim Burton movies. Mm. Um, he is demented. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was that. It was just like, we live. Yeah. I don't know. I, I said that sarcastically. I say that like, like you would say twisted if something like you saw on deviant art, you know, oh. <laughs> oh, twisted. he's like twisted, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 But so, uh, I don't know. That's, that's how it started. Um, and then as I grew into my teenage years, I sort of realized that I really like zombie movies. I really like the walking dead, um, and, uh, various other, um, zombie things like that. We watched a lot of Alfred Hitchcock, which isn't exactly horror. No, it totally it, is. It is? Okay. Psycho, totally. The, oh, dude, the birds. The birds, the totally. The birds. Yeah. Animal, you got the animal. Um, um, animal, I think, goes under oh. monster. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know, dude. Are like are the birds monsters? They're made into being monsters. I suppose. But then, like, everything's a monster. Not true. Not everything. Okay, whatever. We can argue. We will argue Semantics later. Um... <laughs> But really like that and really love just like suspense. And so even though even still like through, you know, through college and stuff, I was like, oh, I don't like horror. I like Alfred Hitchcock or I like, you know, zombie or like this or that. And then I realized like, oh, no, like. I guess this is horror. You like, you like like a part of the branch of horror. Yeah, I like being scared um, in this sort of realm. Um, I kind of like the kitschy old stuff. I like the thing or like the um, people. What is it? The outer space one invasion of the body snatchers yeah from like the 40s and that sort of thing i guess we watch more old like or more like like stuff. sci-fi um the stuff that rose to, stuff. like the cream of the crop sci-fi horror yeah um from from those days because there was just there was so much yeah that came out back then it was like a dime a dozen right so um yeah that's a twisty windy way of how we got here today. I think a lot of people would probably rhyme with that. Um, Dan, how did you come to horror? What's your current relationship with this genre? Uh, I think the, I think the scariest thing I saw as a kid, I was very much kind of protected from anything too horrific or too scary. Um, We watched like the Jurassic park movies, which were pretty frightening to us. Um, Oh Yeah. I remember being very scared of dinosaurs for most of my childhood. Um, but a lot of, a lot of the horror movie kind of the impact on culture was like my older sisters would go and watch a movie and then they'd come back and they'd tell us all about it and just scare us to death. Cause our imaginations were probably painting pictures more scary than even the movie was. Um, so that was a lot of it. I remember, I think I was maybe 13 or 14 and we were at a friend's house and all the adults were like hanging out in the back patio and the TV was on and somebody was just putting in a movie. And to this day, I don't know what movie it was. Maybe actually you guys, you might know what movie it was, but it was something to do with like this family moves into a house and they have a really creepy neighbor and they keep seeing like this light in the basement, like this green light keeps glowing the great and Gatsby. there's, what is it? No, great no, green light. <laughs> no, a, a, a horror no. movie, not a horror of a movie. Oh, well, I still agree. Um, great Gatsby with Baz Luhrmann, fantastic. One of the best movies in the last 10 years. 
Um, <laughs> but I think you're probably thinking about the Burbs with Tom Hanks. Oh, maybe it is. The Burbs. The Burbs. The burbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the Do they like? Yeah, it, are, are they like burying bodies in the backyard and stuff? Okay. Well, yeah, okay. They, th- they think that that's what's happening. Yeah. Right. And then there's like a, like a reveal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't even think we watched the whole movie, but I remember sitting there and like that level of scary. I was like, this is not what I'm allowed to see. Like, this is not. Uh, and, and it was interesting. <laughs> I definitely had like, I remember you mentioned Vito about like the 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 posters and the you know, the DVD covers, I remember going to Hollywood video or blockbuster and like always being curious, like what in the heck are these movies with these like gory or horrific twisted covers? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and now as an adult, I realize that like a lot of times the covers are more disgusting than the actual movie. <laughs> like they, oh, they yeah. really were just trying to like get people to pull it off the shelf and pay for it. And, um, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Uh, that's actually like a really big part of, about horror that I just wanted to jump in um, because we had this local video store called Video Experience. It was a little brick and mortar store, privately owned, no franchises. And I remember going in there with my family um, every Friday, Saturday night, you know, and like trying to round first up VHSs, then DVDs, then Blu-rays as the time went on. And uh, one of the one of the saddest days of my life when I came back home after um, leaving for school and coming back and realizing the video experience had closed and I wasn't there for it. Um, mm. This is a place that I, I patronized regularly and I would just like go up and down the, the shelves. They had a cool thing where uh, they would offer used pricing on any movie. So you could get, you know, used you could get a Blu-ray copy of a movie from them for, you know, eight bucks. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. In like 2008. Yeah. So it's insane pricing. Yeah. And it could and if you paid attention, um you could wait until it dropped from new release to to, you know, stock and then buy it and then you only know like like 10 people rented it. Cuz I grew up in a really small town. But they had a very extensive horror section and to your point Dan, I would spend so I I would literally go on my lunch break when I'm like 15, 16 years old, um working at my part-time job. I would go on my lunch break and you know, I'd eat my lunch but I have 45 minutes. And I would just I would just park myself in different sections of the video store, and actually this is part of the reason why I wanted to do this this podcast is because of this. I would sit in different sections and just go movie by movie and just absorb names and then try and like hold names and descriptions in my short term memory and try and match them up to other movies. That's how like I started to memorize directors and writers and cinematographers who just like trying to find information across large you know amounts of data and see what matched up and find the patterns. Um, and then like memorize the cover art and like know what year it came out and who worked on it, who was in it. Um, that was such a big obsession of mine. It's all these movies that I hadn't ever seen, but then trying to just figure out some working knowledge of them so that I could uh, figure out if I wanted to see it later. Um, and horror was such a big part of that because the horror section was so big. There were so many horror movies, so many more than any other movie. And there was, it was so much more full of movies I'd never heard of. Like you in the drama section, you've heard of every single movie. It's like, yes, here's Lawrence of Arabia. Yes, here's um, A Few Good Men. Yes, here's On Golden Pond, you know. But in horror section, it's like anything goes, man. You don't even know what you're looking at. It could be a well-revered ca- classic like like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Or it could be like, I don't know, like Invasion of the the, the Blood People. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like, what is what this? What is an age of the blood people? <laughs> Sounds amazing. I think I made that one up, but maybe I didn't. I'm um, sure it's out there. But that was just like so fundamental to, to my time. So I wanted to jump in and, and just share that that was, that that was a big deal for me too, is the video store, physical copies of things with the covers. Um, that was so instrumental to me understanding and loving horror. Yeah. And, and I think it kind of is like a double-edged sword. Like that's what's, that's what in, is enticing or what draws you in is like the flashy, you know, scary pictures on the front. But then it's also the reason that a lot of parents and like, especially my parents hated the idea of like a scary movie or horror. It was like, no, that stuff is just pure gratuitous garbage, right? It's, you know, it's, you know, in some way insidious or um, <laughs> you're going to be watching you. people like being eviscerated for 90 minutes straight. Yeah. Like there's obviously yeah. no story, no plot, no character. Yeah. Right. Like horror to my parents was like slasher that that was every, everything was just a slasher film and, or like demonic stuff. And, um, and so I, I was definitely raised that way to like, just shy away from anything too hor- horrific. So I would say that my like entryway into the genre is probably M night Shyamalan. Um, he was mm. a director that my parents allowed me to watch um, while I was still in high school. I remember my, my older siblings went and saw the sixth sense when it was in theaters and it, it totally like rocked their world. Like they, they were terrified of it. They couldn't stop talking about it. And I didn't get to see it for a couple more years, but, but that one and the village both had like a, um, an elevated status for me. Like I, I thought these were going to be, and, and they were like incredible experiences for me. Um, even to some extent, the Lord of the Rings. I remember my sisters coming home from watching the fellowship oh, of the yeah. ring and like, they were just going on and on about this little guy that has a, a sword that lights up when there's goblins around. And it just sounded so terrifying and awesome. And, and, yeah, so a lot like those are the movies that kind of were my gateway, I would say, into the horror genre was like movies that have a lot of other things than just the than just the horror, but they definitely have that as a like a secondary or even maybe a primary uh genre. No, Lord of the Rings is actually a really good call because I remember um Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter came out around the same time, you know, Sorcerer's Stone came out in 99. Fellowship of the Ring was 2001. Yeah, because then Two Towers 2002, uh, Return of the King 2003. Um, Sorcerer of Stone came out in 99? Yeah. Holy shit. Because Chamber of Secrets came out around the same time as the first Lord of the Rings movie. So I've, I'm already watching like the fantasy elements of, of Harry Potter. I'm pretty sure that is. I, I believe you. I'm just or it's like... 2001. I don't know. Tell me. Tell me if I'm wrong. Either way. Sorcerer Stone. Harry and, Potter and, and Sorcerer Stone is 2001. Oh, there we go. So Sorcerer Stone and Fellowship of the Ring are very tied together for me because I remember seeing Sorcerer Stone and being like, this feels approachable and friendly. And then, but a little bit dangerous, a little bit scary. And then seeing Fellowship of the Ring, you know, in theaters, I'm like, you know, how old am I? Eight, nine, mm-hmm. going on nine. And I'm terrified, just terrified. And then Two Towers, terrified. And it took until like Return of the King where I was able to like overcome my fear of the monsters and the fear of like the, the nasty um, kind of grossness. Right. But of course that's what Peter Jackson brings to the table. 
He's yeah. bringing the gross. Um, and it took me a long time to realize that that wasn't really present in the source material because I was so young. But I totally hear you there. Like um, Fellowship of the Ring, the, the scenes in the minds of Moria, I think, get to the heart of some of the stuff that I find most terrifying. Hmm. Um, the minds of Moria scene. I remember just being in the theater, like, like turning my insides out, just not wanting to be there, <laughs> wanting this to be anything else than what it was. And then the moment when they get out and they're all crying, I'm like, oh, thank God they're in the sunlight and they're crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm crying too. <laughs> I'm so happy. And the Balrog was so terrifying. Oh. It was just like Lord of the Rings is like, hmm, yes, there are monsters on this earth. But below the earth, shit gets real. <laughs> I was like, no, it was already real. It was already so scary. <laughs> um, but like Jurassic Park too. Jurassic Park was a really big deal. Um, especially, you know, the, the kitchen scene with the velociraptors and everything. That was that was really frightening. But I mean, like, okay, okay. Recognizing that those have like scary elements in them. Those aren't horror, right? Like they're they're definitely horror, horror elements. Right. Yeah, but I mean, like that means that almost any like it doesn't mean what you're gonna say. It means almost any movie that has like sequences of terror or horror movies. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Okay, I'm saying that those sequences are horrific. They have horror in them. That doesn't mean okay. the movie's horror. Oh, okay. Horror, right. Okay. Like, all right. Jurassic... All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I thought you were gonna be like, oh yeah, these are horror movies. Like no. Lord of the Rings is a horror movie. Like, no. Oh. Okay, like Peter Jackson was a horror director before doing Lord of the Rings. Yes, and he brought a lot of that into Lord of the Rings, and that is part of what made it really interesting and cool, but it's not a horror. No, but I mean, I, I think like, or like even talking about Spider-Man with Sam Raimi. Yeah. You know, Sam Raimi is a horror director. Right. Spider-Man is one of the few things he's ever done that wasn't horror. But he brought those elements. He did. And things. it made, okay. it made the piece more effective for what yeah. it was. But like as children coming to the genre, you can't come at it, at it you know, full tilt. Yeah. You're not going to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre day one. I, I should hope not. There are those people. I'm sorry that this is how it happened for you. Um, but for the rest of us, it was through Spider-Man, Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. It was through Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Willow. Like it was through things that were like scary adjacent, yeah. right? And that piggybacked mm -hmm. over. Like once you realize you got it, like, even Tim Burton, scary adjacent. Right. Like it, it, it gets you used to a feeling so that you're not scared of it when you see it again. You're not scared of the feeling of being scared. Yeah. It gets you used to it because it's in the context of something friendly. So that when you see it in the context of something not friendly, it's not as alien. You know, that's why I think so many people hate horror movies is their first instance. Like they, they haven't seen Nightmare for Christmas. They haven't seen Lord of the Rings. They haven't seen Jurassic Park. And then someone when they're like 12 is like, hey, let's watch Scream at a sleepover. I'm like, no, that's incredibly upsetting. <laughs> that's not universally the case. But like you see what I'm saying? You can't. It's, it's hard for the majority of people, I think, to go from zero to 100 um, rather than like zero to 40. Yeah. And, and it can't be forced, I think, at all. There has to be like for me, Jurassic Park, I was excited to watch it because my my friends and my older siblings were all really excited about it. They told me how great it was. I was excited to watch it. And then it scared the living daylights out of me like that happened. But it wasn't it wasn't like I was forced to sit down and watch it. And, you know, like that's kind of what happened to my wife, not Texas Chainsaw massacre or scream but she was like forced to watch like the mummy and she did not want to watch the mummy and she was too young and so for her it very much is like this why would i put myself through this of like watching a horror movie i'm not going to put myself through that 
And um, like she'll watch. There, there are some of these subgenres, and actually, I'm excited to talk about these because there are some that she does like. And I, when anytime I can find one that like dabbles in horror, she, she'll actually still like it if it's one of these subgenres. But yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, it, horror is it can be torture if you force it. it there has to be something yeah. inside the person that that finds it interesting. Um, so before we kind of dive into some stuff, I'd just like to like set the ground rules, like let the audience know what we're, who they're hearing from, what we're scared of. Um, Ooh, myself, what are you scared of? Tell us your deepest fears that we can exploit them. <laughs> Please do. I'm scared of four things um, in horror movies <laughs> specifically. I'm scared of a lot of real life stuff. We're going to try not to like do that. Like I'm scared of losing my job. Of course, I'm scared of not being able to provide for my family. I'm scared of living debilitating illness. I'm scared of honestly, like I'm scared of losing <laughs> several of my teeth, limbs, loss of limbs. I just I'm not about that. Like fingers, even yeah. just a finger, one finger gone. I'm scared of that. But I think that that's a normal fear. So I think you can definitely be afraid. Car accidents, pathologically of those things, right? Earthquakes. But I'm not afraid pathologically losing your things. sight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Loss of hearing. See, that's something that just no one wants. One I recently found. But it's not like you're you're gonna like break down in tears if you see it happen. Fear of becoming arthritic in my hands. I couldn't play guitar anymore. That would be like really sad. You see, but you first of all went to how sad it would be, not how scary it is that you could lose ability. But it is scary as well. It would be sad. But it was first sad. Most of these things would be first sad. That's what that's what I'm trying to get to, is that real life stuff. Interesting. Is not okay. what we're classifying. Like, because then any movie about someone that loses their job should be the scariest movie in the world. Um, okay. But it's like, what am I scared of? I'm scared of cave-ins. I'm scared of home invasions. I'm scared of forbidden secrets in relationships. Forbidden secrets in relationships. Ooh. And I'm scared of actual demons. Not like fun time demons <laughs> meant to make you scared, but like literally like there's a demon in this movie, the movie treats it completely seriously, and that demon murders people, and there's nothing they can do about it. Sort of like a malicious presence that cannot be guarded against, and existence is futile, right? Yeah. So those those are the four things. Cave-ins, home invasions, forbidden secrets and relationships, and actual demons. Those things, I do not, like, they scare me. It's not that I don't enjoy them, but those are the things that get me. If your horror movie does not have one of those things, I'm probably not going to be scared, but I'll still probably enjoy it. If your horror movie does have those things, I may enjoy it, but I'll mostly be frightened. Mm. Mostly. Recently, Barbarian came out, and it had um, three of those. Nice. And uh, it, boy, that was that was a real upsetting time for me. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up enjoying the movie a lot. Really, really high recommend if you like horror movies. But like, boy, I walked out of that, and I was like looking over my shoulder on the way to the car. I came home, and I was just like poured a glass of tequila in the kitchen and was just standing there in the dark looking out the window <laughs> thinking of my life. <laughs> okay, so I actually want to I wanted to ask you guys and while we're talking about this, if you ever like still are scared to walk through your house at night, like are is there a mo- or in recent history can movies do that to you still? Yeah. Recent so, movie, so so I did. I, I did just share with Barbarian that really did upset me. It, it made me not want to go in the basement for a few <laughs> days, which is where we're recording now. So I'm obviously over it. 
Okay. But, um, well, I'm here now, so. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're safe, Mike. Um, no, but recently I also watched uh, Hellraiser for the first time. It's a movie that's been on my list for a long time. Clive Barker's long gestating uh, movie about the, um, I don't know, what do you call them? The Cenobites. The, the, the pain is pleasure, BDSM, um, but also like self-mutilating demons that come to take people away and tear them apart with hooks. Uh, it's pretty upsetting stuff. I wasn't prepared for how um, kind of rule-breaking that movie was for being as old as it was. I thought it would be rather tame. And I guess it is insofar as some of the effects go, but as far as the ideas go, it definitely was not. And it definitely was really upsetting when I watched it at 4 a.m. on a Saturday morning because I woke up um, early because I went to sleep early. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch a movie. Hellraiser, I mean, to watch this for a long time and 6 a.m. crawled around. And I was like, holy shit, this is so upsetting. I am all alone. Why am I alone? Can I not be alone? And I went and I got back in bed with my wife and my child. And I was like, good, yes, this is good. I have a good life. I lead a good virtuous life. I am a good person. <laughs> And that hasn't happened to me in a very, very long time. So this Halloween season, I was very lucky to be able to feel scared um, at two movies that I hadn't even expected to be scared at. Mm. What about other you? Uh, oh, there was something that made me scared of going outside. At... Do you have one, Dan, while Mike is thinking? No, I think it was like listening to a book. Which book? It was was it The Shining? I think it was The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or desperation. Oh yeah, know. yeah. That's all I got. Not even a movie, just a book. Yeah, you, you're you're have a very active imagination. I've got a very active imagination. <laughs> Good for you. Um, no, I watched uh, The Conjuring. I think I've talked about this before that I had a job for a while. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't even do that. Um, no, there's. Uh, I had a job for a couple years where like there were times when we would not have work to do and my boss did not care what we did, including playing video games, watching movies, anything was free game, just about anything. And, um, and yeah, I watched the conjuring at like 2am lights out, like lights were dimmed in the room. It was just me one foot away from my screen, just watching the conjuring and it, like I didn't realize how scared I was until like I had to go to the bathroom and then I'd walk down these corridors corridors and they were all really dark and I was by myself and I got like legitimately panicky scared and it I, I have not felt that since I was I think a little kid. Um so that was that was really, really terrifying. Um besides that, I don't know. I like after seeing Nope, I guess I was a little like a little scared, like, but nothing. I was looking at the sky like, it, it, a lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like nothing, nothing insurmountable. I thought, right? I thought like, that way was like us. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And most of it's like the moment, the moment, the TV, moment, the TV's off. I'm fine. Like it's, I'm totally like, I can go outside and get the mail. I don't care. Like, but Yeah. I think the conjuring was the last one that really like rocked my world. And I could not shake the feeling of there's something like right around the corner. And I think the but. conjuring is like, I think we talked about this in our first it episode a little bit. It's been several years, um, but the conjuring is very unique because it's kind of like a greatest hits of um, 
uh, horror, right? Like it's, uh, you have every kind of horror. Like you got demons, you got like some monster stuff, you have a ton of jump scares, you have a lot of suspense, you have a lot of relationship issues. Like it's everything that could be scary um, all rolled into one like really well-made package. I, I, I also remember seeing that in, in theaters. Uh, I went with some friends of mine. Of course, like The Conjuring is so cool. It came out in the middle of the summer. Like it was hot and we went to go see a horror movie. And I went with like a bunch of my friends. We were all like working at school over the summer and we all went together and none of them wanted to go see it. <laughs> but I was like, we're going to see a horror movie, damn it. And this, it made so much money. It was such a success. Um, and it really kind of like took culture by storm. I mean, it still has spawned a whole universe. Like we got Annabelle, we got the nun, we got, um, you know, Insidious is kind of connected because of the same creators and some of the same stars and writers. Um, there's, and there's three Conjuring movies now. And, but that first one was so magical and so frightening and, and electrifying. I remember leaving the theater and just being like, I haven't been that scared in my life. I'm so giddy. Yeah, no, the Conjuring series, I remember in high school, there was the Grudge series, there was the oh, Ring yeah. series, there were all these different, like, they took the entire high school by storm. I remember all of my my classmates coming to school after seeing these movies and being just active, like, visibly shaken by these movies, um, and I was not allowed to see any of them, and probably reasonably so, I was still pretty young and I hadn't really seen anything like that, but I have gone back and at least for some of them, the ones that have kind of continued to get critically acclaimed or, uh, you know, praised over the years. Um, I did recently watch the ring for the first time, the, the American one, and it was really good. It was like a really well-made movie. I I wasn't expecting that. Are you a fan of the ring Vito? I, I am. I think, I think it's my, uh, I'm looking up the director right now. Yeah, it's my guy, Gore Verbinski. Gore Verbinski. Yeah, yeah, my guy from Pirates of the Caribbean and Rango and Lone Ranger. Yeah, his obsession with water continues. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's a well-made movie. I was not expecting it to be a well-made movie. I was expecting it to just be like kind of a final destination, like dead, you know, kill death after horrific death and it's not that it's like very psychological, very, very slow. There's a lot, a lot of drama, um, a lot of mystery, a lot of thriller. And yes, there are moments of intense horror, but it's not the, you know, the end and be all of the movie. Um, as far as going back to what scares us, um, I would say for me, if there's anything, anything like too claustrophobic, um, as a kid, quicksand was like one of my biggest fears that kind of went off over the years just cause I realized it's not actually that big of a deal in your life. Uh, quicksand is not around <laughs> the corner. Um, it also doesn't just waiting a lot. to just be there to have you sink in it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know the two movies that, that inflicted this, this, uh, the princess bride this fear in me, princess bride and the real life jungle book where the guy's oh, like in the temple the older one yeah and the, the the sand is pouring into this temple and he just it just fills all the way up and the idea of that of like drowning in in sand was uh was terrifying to me um but now as an adult uh paranormal shit kind of gets me 
Um, the paranormal activity movies hit me in a way that I like that is very, very, uh, let's say sensitive, but I, in a way that I like it, I kind of, I enjoy those movies. I enjoy how those ones like play on the paranormal without getting too into like demonic stuff. Um, sometimes demonic stuff turns me off. You know, it's not that it scares me too much. It's just like, I don't know, a little too real or something like that. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, I would say that jump scares in general, like work too well on me. And that's part of why I have a, a difficult relationship with James Wan with like the conjuring movies. Um, anything that James Wan is a part of the, the jump scares in those hit me so hard I know that they're coming. <laughs> I, I see them a mile away and I'm like, I'm, I'm about to shit my pants and jump <laughs> so high. And it's, it's not like I, it's because he's so good, right? It's not that they're a cheap, he's, he, he's not into cheap jump scares. He, he earns, I think personally, I think he, he earns it at least in like the conjuring movies. Like they're not, it's not like, oh, it's every, you know, every other one is a false jump scare and then there's a real one. And then it's like, no, he, he like he builds up to it and he does he does fake outs where you think there's going to be a jump scare and there's not um, a whole lot. I, I think he's actually extremely uh, skilled when it comes to the jump scare. But I just I I, I hate them like it, it. It scares me too much. And I know when they're coming, I just I like have to look away or I have to like turn the sound down. Cause I'm like, I don't want to just lose my shit. And, um, so jump scares in general, I'm holding popcorn here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to spill my drink again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, those are my, those are my big ones. How, how about you, Mike? Mike? Do, you, do, do Yeah. Do you, do you, do you get jumpy? Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Like I've been in theaters with you. You get jumpy. That was, that was a rhetorical question. I'm so jumpy. Uh, You jump at things that aren't jump scares. Oh yeah. No, I jump at things. (laughs) I jump at like the slightest sound. Um, Have I told the story on air about how when we watched In the Heights, which you did an episode on, (laughs) where you fell asleep briefly and then woke up when the two people were dancing on the side of the building and you were freaking out the entirety of the scene and all of us were just like trying to ignore you because we were hoping that you'd be okay with it. I if was you just, like, like, they're going to die. I thought they were going to die. I was like, all of a sudden, <laughs> these people, like, all of a sudden, like, the cinematography had changed to this golden light, and they were falling off of a, a house. They were standing the house on the side of a building. So I'm like, are they doing drugs and killing themselves? What is happening right now? Mike's, Mike sat there. So from our perspective, I'm sitting with my wife on one couch. He's sitting with his wife on another couch. We're all enjoying our, the company, right? We're watching this 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 fairly mediocre musical <laughs> um, but it was new it was on HBO Max and it was 2020 what are you gonna do or 2021 yeah, it, was, it was a good time um, it was a good time but we're sitting there watching you you conked out we're all watching it and then we all see you wake <laughs> up we all see you like start to like stare around the room because you're coming awake you're trying to like re- reorient yourself then you start freaking out and they like, start like hyperventilating and we're all just trying to ignore you because we're hoping you're gonna be fine and you keep going you start going what what <laughs> what <laughs> And eventually, I remember your wife right there is just like, come on, calm down, come on. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> but you, you have a very visceral, intense, emotional reaction to filmed art, which I appreciate. I, I love movies. That's what that all comes down to, is I have deep love 
love for even mediocre movies. Yes, which that one is. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 definitely uh, you know the jump scare gets me for sure. Um, in terms of like concept, I guess like uh, pretty much anything with a jump scare is is <laughs> gonna scare me for sure. But um, one of the things that just like freaks the shit out of me is the idea that someone is in my house and has been living there the whole time I've been there. Ugh. And before I was there. Dial M for murder. Yeah, mm. seriously. Or like someone living in my attic, something like that. So that sort of shit like scares me a lot. And so like it could be like, you know, someone like actually living in my attic or like a ghost sort of thing. It's never mm. like I, if, if I said like a ghost, I'd be like, oh, it's not a ghost. Like I'm not scared of ghosts. A poltergeist, a malevolent presence. Yeah, but especially like something that's been there the whole time, you know, and like I was just too stupid to realize. And now it's got me. That's what I'm scared of. There's like Encanto. You've unveiled a lot of yourself there. Yeah, I know. There's a lot there. Okay, Encanto is actually like, it is scary if you think about it. Well, everything's scary if you think about it. No, sharks are (laughs) scary. You don't have to think about it. Okay, dum dum. Encanto is scary. If you think about the friendly house, what if it just decided not to be friendly? I you had to that's think about what that. I've been saying no one ever's like, oh, sharks are friendly. No, come on, Mike, reductionist. <laughs> what else are you scared of? Um, I'm also a scared. Uh, I'm also a scared. I'm a scared <laughs> of stuff. I'm scared of psychopathic shit. Um, or like people, like pe- like psychopaths. Um, or, or like Anton Sugar. Yeah, maybe not that. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the Joker. I guess like people who like you think they're nice and good people, but then all of a sudden they've got you. Elon and Musk they kill you. <laughs> That's what I'm scared. Of. <laughs> Elon Musk <laughs> seems like a really nice guy, and then now he has us. Exactly. Yeah. Or Bill Gates in a much quieter way. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. but I I I get you. Like uh, like a friendly person that isn't who he seems to be. Yes, yeah. Like who's been engineering something from the very beginning, but generally manipulating into you. demonic things. Okay, like demonically evil. You know, like someone who's like who seems like a nice person, and then all of a sudden you lift back the veil. Can you think like of an example? I, I don't want to put you on the spot. I can't. No. Okay, okay, we'll we'll come back. Yeah. Okay. I'm horrible at examples. I'm it's also okay. terrified of people asking me to give them an example. I know. I know. I'm just I, telling you what I'm scared of. So I was like, just, I was just like trying the question to codify here, The question that you asked us was, what scares you? And so I gave you things that scare me, yep. not things that I have seen that scare me. I didn't realize that was <laughs> different. But okay. I, okay. <laughs> Moving on. So psychopathic. So, so people who pretend to be your friends, but they're actually demonic and are manipulating you and they reveal themselves to you I'm after re- it's too late. I'm revealing way too much of myself. <laughs> I'm scared of cave-ins. <laughs> you can use that to whatever advantage you want to. What else are you scared of? Uh, the last one is drowning in anything that isn't water. Like oil or milk. What? Yeah. But why not water? I don't know. Water seems kinder. So... In, like you could see in, through in, it in the Slam and Salmon comedy um, Beer Fest. <laughs> yep. um, <laughs> yeah, I think it all. <laughs> it all one guy drowns in a keg of beer yeah. as he tries to drink it to stop himself from drowning, but he can't drink it fast enough and he dies. That has always made me feel awful. Like that—that that made me feel terrible. Like honestly, I like that I, I just said the Slam and Salmon film Beer <laughs> yes. Fest, and it's not even Slam. It's Broken Lizard. That's who it is. Broken Lizard is the comedy troupe. Oh, okay. Um, 
Okay. Wow. So, like, Gollum's sinking beneath the surface of the lava in Lord of the Rings. Is he drowning or is he burning? He's 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 burning. He's definitely same, burning up. He same thing with the Terminator and T2? Yeah, that's okay. all burning. That's burning. It's liquid fire. So, like, you can't inhale it. But, like, so if you drown in milk, you end up inhaling milk into your lungs. So you know? you, you're kind of or preoccupied like with the milk thing. This is interesting. I feel like there was a movie <laughs> with someone who drowned in milk, or maybe that was I'm, like... Well, I'm also thinking about, like, the never-ending story. Remember when, when Atreyu loses his horse yeah. in the mud? And so the horse drowns in the mud? Yeah. Is that... Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't even and have to be, like... There were, like, tons a... of, tons of, like, uh, in Agincourt, like, in Henry V. Like, oh. one of the things that has always just, like... Like from the first time I saw it, I was like, man, it's just awful. Like all of these knights die drowning in mud. It's pretty bad. It's, it's horrible because they <laughs> couldn't like move. I don't know. It's just one of the things. What about like Game of Thrones where they pour the liquid Game gold? of Thrones. <laughs> also, that's ba a badass way to kill someone. Terrifying way to die. <laughs> okay. Um, you also have here written down. Very fast aliens. Oh, yeah, so scary. <laughs> <laughs> along with jump scares, though. <laughs> like, okay, but what if there were aliens that were just super, super fast and they wanted to kill you? Like, in you science, can't do anything. Like in science, where they're like jumping from the roof to the field but and they running ended up away. Not really being that. Like, like That's those kinds of aliens aren't scary. Like, it says very like, fast, not just fast. <laughs> Kind of like like the fast zombies in, in, 28, days in later. twenty eight days later, okay. but like if they're aliens, so like alien, yeah, so like alien, it's a pretty fast alien, yeah, but like bunch of a whole bunch of them, like aliens, it's like the raptors, <laughs> in, 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 uh, like very very fast small things that you can't see. Oh, like the little tiny um, dinosaurs in the beginning of Lost World Jurassic Park. Sure, Remember the little ones that eat the guy. Yeah, 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 Dieter. Yeah. Okay, so very fast, like, you're thinking of, like, smooth-skinned things that are not, like, normal to our experience. Yeah. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. And they're aliens, so it's like, oh, that means everything falls apart because mm -hmm. there's aliens. And they're also really fast, so you only have, like, moments of existential angst before they kill you. I like this. Dan said quicksand and paranormal <laughs> shit. I said cave-ins, home invasions, forbidden secrets and relationships, and actual demons. Mike's like... Someone in my house I don't know about. Paranormal stuff in general. Psychopaths specifically meaning friends who will betray you later and are planning on it. <laughs> Very fast aliens <laughs> and drowning in milk. That was your list. You <laughs> no, no, so much further with this. I love this. Thank you, Michael. Thank he's you. He's got another one here too. People not being who I think they are. Well, that's like that goes along with the psychopathic shit. And like, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, you know, okay. Like a really good friend revealing that actually they're your enemy. Yeah, or like they're a demon, or like I don't know anything. Or a very fast oh. alien. <laughs> or a very fast alien. <laughs> that's gonna drown you in milk. <laughs> that's what I was gonna Basically. say. If I'm gonna make a movie to scare Mike, it's gonna be somebody he doesn't know who they are. They end up being in his house. They're a very fast alien. <laughs> like you could make a Ooh, movie. Faceless. All of these. Faceless things are terrifying. Oh, Faceless things. Very right, good. everyone agrees, though. Faceless Those things are, are fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I love them. You know, you know what's really funny is like, remember, so S Smile is making all the all the waves at the box oh, office right. right now. It's made like $100 billion. Wow. It's insane for a movie that looks like shit. Um, that movie didn't look scary at all. I'm sorry. Smiling people is not scary. I'm sorry. Like, that's that's the first step you take in your horror handbook. It's like, what if someone was smiling creepily and then never stopped, no matter what happens? You're like, yeah, okay, I don't know. 
I don't know. You get, you get some rictus going on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. We should get into this because now we've, we've been going for a little bit. So oh. now that we kind of know where we're all coming from, so we're all generally scared of things that go too far in paranormal stuff. And we're all certainly frightened of different psychological or physical things that differ between each person. That's cool. So to close out our episode, we're going to do a quick discussion about some kinds of horror. Okay. Okay. So you can look at any kind of breakdown that you want to, but we've broken these down into these kinds of categories. Okay. Paranormal, this loosely. Okay. Also, before I go into paranormal, because this is the biggest, probably shelf of horror, biggest shingle, right? All of these will have interlapping with each one, but they all have unique identities by themselves. Okay. So your paranormal movie will, could also be psychological, could also be built into something else, right? It could have like four or five things, but it is individually paranormal, okay? Or individually yeah. one of these other things, okay? Because like the bad is a paranormal thing. Yeah. Tends to be like, like de- I feel like like these are defined by the, the main bad guy. Or the Absolutely. main thing that, that's mm-hmm. sort of... The main source the main of aggressor. conflict. Yeah. Um, so paranormal here, like poltergeist, exorcist, sinister, paranormal activity. Exorcist. Exorcist. The exorcist. Yeah, it's my accent. Shut up. Um, okay. Monster. Uh, this is be like the thing or crawl or tremors. We got um, psychological. It'd be like silence of the lambs. Get out. Hereditary. Um, relationship horror. I feel like this could extend into stuff like spring. Maybe some more indie stuff. This is a smaller subgenre. Um, what, what, what is relationship horror? It's where the person... In a relationship that you have a romantic relationship with somebody else, or I guess you could stretch it to platonic, but the focus of the movie has to be on a relationship between two people. Um, there are there are buried secrets <clears throat> that unveil themselves with with horrific consequences. Okay. Um, there are numerous well, examples of that. So like The Shining? That could be one. That would also fall under Ghost, also fall under Haunted House. Also fall under Psychological. And most of Stephen King's would honestly fall under Relationship. Yeah. I just think that yeah, you could have a haunted house movie that's not about relationships. You really could. And there do exist those. You yeah. could have a haunted house movie that does have. You could have a ghost movie that's not about relationships. Like a ghost story. It would be a hard stretch to call that like a horror movie. But I mean, there are these things. They have unique identities outside of everything else that they touch. Okay. Right. Sorry, Dan, were you going to say something? Oh, just that um, there's a movie that my wife and I watched that I think is like a perfect example of relationship horror. It's with um, Mark Duplass. Duplass. Um, the one I love? Was, yes. Yeah, where this couple yeah. goes on this on this like retreat and they end up finding that if they walk into this other house, there's a like clone or a, a duplicate of their, of their significant other who's like, all the good things, none of the bad things of their of their partner. And it's really awesome. Like it really my wife and I talked about it for weeks after watching it. It was really, really interesting. Um I don't know if it'll be everybody's cup of tea, but it was it was it's a lot really of really good. Yeah. Yeah, we both I, I dug it and my wife at least it affected her enough to talk about it quite a bit. <laughs> Well, thank, cool. thank you for me. I, I forgot yeah. that one was out there. That's a perfect example. You're right. But that also goes under like the sci-fi shingle, right? Because it's so high yep. concept. Mm-hmm. Um, 
comedy. We got like stuff like Cabin in the Woods, uh, Evil Dead 2, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Maybe even Scream could slot in underneath this this category. Shaun of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But also under the next category, Zombie. Yeah. I don't even need to provide examples. Yeah. Um, That's all of them. Vampire, same. Um, sci-fi or cosmic horror. This would be like Alien. This could be Predator. This could be Event Horizon. This could be Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Could be a lot of things, right? Um, nope. Definitely. Is that a spoiler? It's literally on the cover. Poster. Yeah. Okay. Is that there's there's a thing in the clouds. The poster is a cloud with a with a kite tail hanging out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, in nope. the trailers. <laughs> in the trailers, okay. it was given away. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about okay. Annihilation? Would that be sci-fi? Definitely Ooh, cosmic. Yeah. Definitely cosmic. sci-fi too, because it is, is that set horror. I guess it is. It is. Horror is a really inclusive branch. Just takes everything. It's like, you know what? It is sort of scary. Like Ex Machina, I don't think I would call horror. Yeah. But Annihilation, I did. I would. It's got like creepy beasties and. Yeah. Got some. The bear Dude, the, with the human scream. It's yeah. got that handheld handy cam scene with the, the guy yeah. opening up his bowels. That's like. Oh, that's really... right. With, with the that's eel right. guts. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my that gosh. That was awful. Wow. Oh, oh, gagged in the theater at that. Loved yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, animated, I'm making this a separate category because we got stuff like, you know, the work of Henry Selleck. That would be like Coraline, Nightmare Before Christmas. There's a lot of like, or like this year's Mad God by Phil Tippett. Um, a lot of interesting animated stuff that's happening. It's very okay. unique on its own. Uh, sadistic horror movies, we're going to call stuff like Saw, Hostel, anything that's about um, the torturing of people and that being your primary source of horror. Pain. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like this. I don't like these movies. I don't see like a, a purpose to them. Yeah. You know, do you guys like them? It's a big nope for me, dog. Uh, just in terms of, of talking about like pain as horror. Um, I'm not really into that. Yeah. As you said, Mike. I, I, yeah, like I'm sadistic horror movies like Saw and that. I don't sort of stuff. I don't like Saw, um, Hellraiser, uh, like we said before, Hostel, kind of any some like low rent, cheapy VOD, some horror stuff. Like okay, I'm not but, into but, vivisection of people yeah. as being source of the horror. But what about the Purge? Well, hang on, Dan. What do you think about Saw oh, yeah. and all those? Yeah. Um, no, I, I definitely think it's like not at all what I look for in a horror movie or am drawn towards if. If it looks like it's going to be torture driven or pain driven, I typically just opt out of it. Um, I will say that I have seen most of the Saw movies and that most? there's... What does most mean? Um, most of them. I think all of them, maybe. Holy um, wow. Um, But that's the exception. That That is 100% an exception to the rule. I... Um, and the thing that drew, I, I saw these like a long time ago. I have seen, I have like kept dot up on it. Yeah, I saw them. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. And there is a psychological part to it, right? Like he is torturing them according to their dominant fault. And there is um, a lot of really, really clever like camera work. There's a surprising amount of like clever plot twists in them. They're very, very twisty in the way they do their plots. 
like that's actually I think one of the things they're famous for now is like there's always some crazy twist at the end of the movie and that's oh, okay. I think that's what has drawn me to them it is like a guilty pleasure and I don't I'm not very proud of having seen all of them but he, um, Dan, has, Dan has told very few people that he's seen all the Saw movies on this podcast. So just us and the entire world. Yeah. Okay. So what about that? What's, what about that? Like the puzzle? Like, what's the puzzle series? They did two of them that you watched and they were like climbing on. Oh, the, Escape Room. Escape. Much different. No, because okay, the, the fun okay. of that is like them surviving. Escaping. Yeah. yeah. Escape Room. It's them escaping. Okay. And then every now and then someone wouldn't make it. But you're not rooting for someone not to make it. Get out. It's also like different from like uh what's it called the the show uh the Korean show Squid Game Squid Game yeah 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 it's yeah not about the pain it's about like because the... the the game the games in Squid Game are are quite piss poor like like it's really about like killing people right um and that's the point of the show and the yeah. point of Escape Room is like elaborate traps for people to escape from but Saw with which I've seen only the first one um which did have a crazy I mean you remember it has a crazy twist ending hmm. um is a very effective and blunt piece of horror work again by James Wan. Um, mm-hmm. that is, that is really well made. Like the first saw is very good and is not, it was not what I would call sadistic. Oh, it's only what the series kind of evolved into, um, where the traps became so elaborate that the concept lost me. Cause the first yeah. one, the traps are not, they're very simple. They're very brutal. They're very to the point, which makes sense. Cause it was a pretty low budget indie movie. But it works. It works really well. I mean, Carrie Elways and Danny Glover are the main characters. Hmm. They spend most of their time chained to a wall. Um, it's really weird they're in that movie. Sorry. I, I, did you have more to, 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 to say about Saw? No, on, honestly, like, that's that's about it. That's the only thing that draws me. They do a very good job of... Um, there are ones that are, like, more clever than the next... Uh, definitely the first one I think is, is great. Yeah. They, they do twists. Like they'll do a twist in like the fifth or the sixth one that you have to go back. I haven't, I don't go back, but like you, you, you could go back and like watch and there's like Easter eggs at like leading up to that from one, the, the writers of this series are actually, I think pretty brilliant. There's obviously something dark and, and dangerous there, but, um, yeah, there, there's there's pretty good twists that keep you guessing and keep you wondering um, all throughout it. And there was actually there's a twist in like the seventh one that I I I guessed like after the second one, I was like, I think they're going to do a twist of like that. This actually happened here when you you thought this this other thing happened. And then it took until like the seventh one to them to actually reveal that. And like how much of that is like, you know, after the fact that they write that in, I don't know, but. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really clever stuff and clever, uh, twists in it that they, I think they do a you good see, job now, with. Now, now you got me thinking like, I got to watch these. Yeah, like, I know. Now, same here. Uh, fuck Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend them. That's the truth of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> They're not good, but they were so interesting and I like them so much. <laughs> um, but also in this category, I would say is stuff like the Hellraiser series, you know, about the BDSM uh, demons from hell that want to tear people apart. But I think moving on to, to some for, like folk horror, which has mm. been gaining a lot of traction recently, especially like the A24 brand stuff like Lamb, um, Hereditary, uh, Midsommar, um, The Witch, The Lighthouse, like horror specifically based on folk legend or myth 
like real pagan stuff is kind of coming to the forefront. I dig this stuff. Yeah. I'm all for this. I love this. I, yeah. I think like like even stuff like um the Green Knight is flirting a little bit with folk horror. Um yeah. what is the yeah. Green Knight, right? It's pretty pretty scary. Yeah, it's otherworldly. Like And like the whole the whole sequence in the house with the with the girl. Yeah, the ghost girl, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the stuff that like you can imagine exists in the natural world apart from organized systems. Yeah. You just imagine that that it's been taken over by something. You don't know what. Yeah. The remnants of a even the Northmen, there's there's yeah. like a lot of scenes in that that are one hundred percent horror. Oh yeah, with the with the 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 dead Viking um on inside the the hill, right? Oh on the, yeah, on the ship. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That whole even movie scene... was cool. The movie's rad. The movie's so rad. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff of like him you know, attacking people in the village when they're on the island as well. Like that is very, that's like midsummer type stuff. Yeah. That's like, that's the basis of a legend, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I, I think that right now folk horror is probably my favorite because it's still so unsettling and, un, and, and ethereal and kind of like, I can't, I can't put my hands around it. Yeah. I can't really get at what it is. It's and like, it's, it's like, it's like in the it's wastes. on a rise. Yeah. It, it'll probably like, it'll be, reach a point in a couple of years where it's just like everyone's just doing folk horror. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, fuck me up, fam. It sounds great. <laughs> uh, uh, next one here, werewolf. So this is obviously different from monster because it's a specific thing. Yeah. Do you guys like werewolf movies? I don't like seek them out, but like, I dig them. I don't know. That's kind of how I feel. Like, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. ambivalent, but I when just it's saw, on, it's cool. I just saw an American werewolf in London. Yeah, it's really funny. Real good. It's real. That it's transformation really funny, sequence is, like, like, really gnarly. Yeah. It, it is really gnarly. Like, how did they do that? That's Rob, crazy. Rob Bettine. Yeah. Rob Bettine from yeah. The Thing, man. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. I mean, like, and it's it's got, like, a lot of heart, but it's yeah. also, like, really funny and really tragic. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. What do Just you think, remember, yeah. And some, like, the really cool not swearwolves. jewels. um slasher movies so this this is near the end of our list but it is one of the largest categories um Mm. this encompasses every most mostly every famous franchise almost like friday 13th halloween texas chainsaw massacre nightmare on elm street scream like those are your five biggest ones and they're all slashers primarily defined by there's a person or thing dressed up as a thing that is coming after people with cutting implements. They're slashing <laughs> people. He's cutting like I mean, you can't say you slash them with a chainsaw. They're, 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 they they want to cut. They want to hurt you. Yeah. Um, I really like slashers. <laughs> <laughs> These are really fun. Like I own all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I think I own all the Friday the Thirteenth. Um, they're fun. They're a good time. It's an easy hour and a half. Um, just watched out uh, Halloween Ends. How'd you uh, like it? Piece of shit. Movie fucking sucks. <laughs> um, love that that Halloween from 2018, though. So David Gordon Green, you know, of, of Pineapple Express fame, right? right? Yeah. Which he did with Danny McBride. He's like, hey, I got a pitch with Danny McBride for a trilogy of new Halloween movies. And Hollywood said, yeah, do it, dude. And so he and Danny McBride have, um, he directs, he and Danny McBride write and executive produce these three Halloween movies, which brought Jamie Lee Curtis back to the franchise. That's an insane thing that exists in our world that we have to just deal with and get past. Um, the first one's really good. It came out 2018, just called Halloween. Really good. 
And then Halloween Kills, which came out a couple of years ago, uh, is very bad. And then now Halloween Ends is um, is really, really bad, really terrible. I I I have almost nothing good to say about it. Amazing. I would I would have one positive thing to say about it if it tried to be scary, but it didn't, so I don't. Oh, it's it's a, it's it's a it's the thirteenth entry in a Halloween franchise that is not interested at all in trying to scare you or even suggest that it should be scary. It's like a straight up drama. Um, and that's bad. <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah. That's a sad time. But slashers, they've been around for a long time. They're cheap. They're easy to produce. They're fun. I tend to like the ones that are like a, a meta or a like it's kind of self-referential. Um, obviously, Cabin in the Woods is kind of like that. It's like a comedy. It pokes a lot of fun at the slasher uh, genre. I also like uh, Final Girls. Very oh, yeah. funny comedy um, that that also like plays on a lot of the tropes of the slasher films. There's another one. I, I forget what it's called. It's about the the family that plays like a game and um, like on their wedding night, not. they have to play this game. Ready or not. Yeah. Ready or it's, not. Uh, that was great. We, we watched that. that. We, we watched, watched that, that in the pandemic. It was yeah, great. it was awesome. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, lo- I loved it. It's. um but also it can only it can only come from a whole history of slasher films and kind of like play on the jokes and the the tropes of the of the genre. Yeah. Yeah. With Seth Green. Yeah. From uh, yeah. from the OC. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. This is great. Yeah. That's a really fun Samara weaving. Yeah. Remember, mm-hmm. remember when she steps out at the end of the movie? And she's wearing like the Converse and a ripped wedding dress and she's all covered in blood and she lights a cigarette and she just says, in laws. <laughs> like, it's like a punk rock song. It's so good. It is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Ready or not, that's underrated. That's underrated. It's a good yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Last three. Uh child. This is primarily child-based horror, so also Exorcist would fit in here, but also right. like Orphan. Um, we got stuff like Chucky would fit in here. Yeah. Um yeah, a lot a lot of different things. Any anytime you have a small thing that's that's pretending or is a child. That is also evil. That's a child horror movie. Yep. The Omen. Yep. Um, mm. That's all here. The Boy. Uh, the Boy. Um, a lot of crossover with like paranormal and demon. Usually stuff. because they have to they have to give the child a power. power yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I this is probably my least favorite genre of horror. Um, I love Chucky. I think Chucky's really funny, but that's because I think that Chucky the doll himself is funny. <laughs> but in general. Eh, it, mm. I, it doesn't matter to me whether or not the, the force is a child or not. It doesn't make me more scared if it's little. Mm-hmm. Do you guys disagree? Mm, I, I, no, I agree. Mm, I don't disagree. Unless, I don't really like, it like, I don't like watch a small, them. Very I don't fast, watch these. What if it was a small, very fast alien? If it was a small, very fast <laughs> child coming to kill me, maybe. I might be scared. What if it was a small, very fast glass of milk? That would be terrifying. <laughs> You just drink it. Uh, <laughs> but it never stops. It's unending. <laughs> Last two I, we got here, Ghost and Haunted House. I love ghost movies and I love house, Haunted House movies. I yeah. love both of these. These are like... They I, usually I go hand these. in hand too. Usually, they yeah. Happen. yeah. Like you have some apparitions or something. By ghost, I mean like, think about ghost, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Like sometimes ghost movies are not actually even scary. You I feel like most ghost. ghost movies that are like at this point it's graduated into paranormal movies. 
yeah. ghost movies. But there's still like a subsection. I remember that movie, uh, uh, Ghost Town with Ricky Gervais and Tay Leone. No. And Greg Kinnear. It's no. a romantic comedy no. where he's a ghost. And then he stops being a ghost and comes back. Or like the ghost in Mrs. Muir. Like yeah. a, a, there's a lot of ghost movies that are not scary. Right. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, that's what, yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. Like, like, like we have graduated in our horror, like, like a uh, uh, palette from like, okay, ghosts are not scary. Like if it's a ghost, like they're primarily just ghosts. Mm. They're not malevolent. They've got to be like evil. It's like the, like the, the, what is that? The lake house? Is that the one with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock? And they yeah. each like appear as ghosts to each other, but they're like sending letters back in time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good argument. I see it. I agree. Yeah. What do you feel about ghosts, Dan? Uh, where, where do you fall? Yeah. I feel like it all came down with Casper. Like, <laughs> he was, Once he he made was a friendly. Go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I do agree that now... If you want to be scary, the ghost has to actually be a demon or the ghost has to actually be like something other. It can't just be a person. Otherwise, like if they're a person, you know, I guess like the sixth sense, you could argue is kind of this this type of horror. Um, And that's pretty good. Like, that's a really well made ghost horror movie. Yeah, agreed. All right. Final category, guys. Haunted House. Uh, Also, one of my very favorite genres of horror movies. the Haunting of Hill House is one of the most fantastic ghost and haunted house stories I've ever, ever seen. It's on Netflix. Fantastic Mike Flanagan adaptation. Gorgeous, gorgeous series. I love haunted house stuff. And I know that usually goes with paranormal. I know it usually goes with ghosts. I know it even goes with psychological and relationship stuff. But man, I love it when you're, you're in a big old house. You're isolated from other people. You bought it for dirt cheap. No one goes near you. You're in a deserted area of the town. And then you're just walking through your house and like one day doors just start slamming out of nowhere. Oh, that's I great. love that. I love that. Incredible. <laughs> Get it right up. I'm just like, yes, yes. We all knew what was going to happen. <laughs> why, why else did you think you were buying a mansion for 20 grand? <laughs> um, yeah, I really, really adore it. What, like the shining is, is a big, uh, huge example here. of just like, you just got to watch this hotel during the winter. We'll pay you for months. Also, the last guy who had your job murdered his family with an axe. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Dan? Yeah, I don't know that I have a huge, whole lot of examples to pull for this. Um, I was, I was, I was thinking of like, um, what's the one with the mirror? Oh shoot, it's called Oculus? Um, yeah, Oculus. I know that's not haunted house. It's like haunted mirror, I guess. Haunted mirror. Um, also, Mike Flanagan. Also, I think. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I did start the Haunting of Hill House, and um, it was scaring the crap out of me. And I, I was enjoying it. I need to go back to it though. I, I, I loved it. Like the first two episodes, I think, is all I watched. But I do need to go walk back and watch it. I guess. I guess I just don't have a whole lot of experience with this genre, even the ghost genre. Not a whole lot of experience with it. You guys never saw the Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy? Like, come on. Classics, <laughs> you bitches. Classics. classics. Go back to the classics. <laughs> Make some time for it. Even Beetlejuice is kind of a haunted house movie. Even you're kind of a haunted house movie. Baby, you're a haunted house. Uh, exactly. That's all the ones that I can think of. I can't think of a single other kind of horror movie. Hmm. What? 
Yeah, no, I can't think of anything else either. Listeners, if you can think of one that we haven't covered here, I dare you. I double dog dare you. Because guess what? You can't. That's right. You can't. <laughs> we did them all. That's all there is. Um, Maybe come up with something new. Oh, if you can come up with some new combination or just like a new subject, like maybe like ghost werewolves. Yeah. Or like um, <laughs> maybe like specifically like, I don't know, monkey dogs. Holy shit. I would love that would be so scared <laughs> the shit out of me as a monkey dog. Or maybe like like milk horror. Maybe that could be oh, a thing. Milk that horror. would be awful. Milk horror would be so <laughs> gross. T- tell her I want a milk steak. <laughs> <laughs> She'll know what it means. <laughs> Or like a like a sadistic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> sure I, I will say that the yeah, when they cross over, when like things cross over into I love the like comedy and horror seem like they should never mix, but when they do, it's so magical. Like it can be so great. Like, like Werewolves Within from last year? Yeah. Elements. Werewolves Within or Cabin in the Woods, I think is phenomenal. Yeah. Um yeah, it just it works. Or villains. I don't know yeah. if a whole lot of people have seen villains, but it's really good if you like this type of of uh, weird cross-section. Get to watch more horror movies, Mike. Yeah, I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's just like, I don't know. When I got a night to watch a movie, I could like watch a horror movie or I could watch, you know, Thor, Love, and Thunder. <laughs> Talk about horrific. <laughs> Talk about horror. Yeah, I was oh. I was disgusted for many reasons, and not one of them was because I was scared. <laughs> oh, it was awful. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I think that'll do it for our for our Halloween episode, unless you guys have like a last scary thing or movie we haven't mentioned. You just want a shout out there that you really love. Mike says no. Damn. Nope. Uh he's he just said nope. You were like, nope. He just said nope. Oh, I said nope. Yeah, nope. No, that's great. <laughs> we haven't talked about it yet. Uh Dan. Um, I get. I guess I'll just say villains. Villains is something that um I think went under the radar for a lot of people. It's um, if you like dark comedy horror, it's uh, it's really clever. It's like it'll have you laughing and scared out of your wits all at the same time, and it's 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 really clever. Um, what about you, Vito? Uh, I would just encourage people to not have so many stigmas, I guess, around horror. Um, not to just say like, oh, that's not for me. And then only when there's like certain highbrow examples do you deign to dip your toe in. Um, this genre isn't any different than any other genre that's kind of low rent or trashy. And I count romantic comedies in this. I count action movies in this. I count suspense stuff in it. Every genre is kind of the same. Um, they just get more or less exploitative, kind of how you treat them on the spectrum. Every genre has their sterling, shiny examples. So you're not better than horror just because you only watch the classics. Um, it just shows like maybe you need to expand your taste a little bit more. Uh, there's something in here for everybody. And you don't have to pretend like you're better than this. You know, millions of people really enjoy this. There's a lot of fun to be had here. And you don't have to miss out just because uh, you don't know where to start. You know, there's plenty of places you can look to start. And I hope that maybe we've given you a couple. Um, yeah, this is a fun place to be. And even if you don't like horror, you don't have to be afraid of it anymore. You can try a few and then just honestly be able to say like, you know, what? I, that's not for me. But now at least you don't look down on those that enjoy it. Because I've definitely been looked down on for my my love of this. Yeah. 
That's it's fun it, to be scared. It is fun to be scared. Not everyone agrees with that. That's the thing. Uh, and that's okay. It's just no, but you everyone everyone agrees that it's fun to be scared. They just don't know. They just don't know it. Look, listen, yeah, every, everyone everyone agrees with me. Everyone agrees with me. They just don't know no, how no, they no. agree with no, me. No, but like they don't realize <laughs> maybe they, like no, but I really think that this is true. Everyone loves doing things to get them out of their comfort zone. And they're really afraid and sometimes it's really hard to break through that wall. Like when you do, like you realize it's one of the most enjoyable things that you can do is to like break out of your comfort zone and do something like fear, like creates this wall around you and breaking through that wall is the most enjoyable thing you can do. And that's what like horror movies can do. Yeah. It's like there's a wall of like, like there, I don't know, like, like can, like what would happen if, you know, like there was a milk ghost. Like, would I be able to survive? And then you watch the movie and you're alive at the end. You're like, holy shit, that's amazing. I conquered that fear. It's purgative. Yeah. It's cathartic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just like watching some highbrow, like, I don't know. Like, I don't Fellini watch, film. I don't watch or, horror movies. I watch Godard. Yeah. <laughs> you watch both. Yeah. They're that, both that is great. Some, film is amazing. That is something I, yeah, that is something people, I've heard them try to like, they want to split the genre like, oh, I don't watch horror. I'll watch something that's scary or something that has like psychological stuff, but they won't don't watch horror. And it's like, no, no, like horror is actually the overwhelmingly big genre. And you just like a certain type or you cert- like a certain flavor. I, I think I would go so far that. as. Sorry, go ahead. Like, I'm sorry. I would go so far as to say not just that it's like good. It's like help. Like it can be healthy. It can be a healthy thing to get into where it's like pushing you yeah it's pushing you past your normal comfort zone but also it makes you think about things like like death or about like our vulnerabilities or you know the um the human condition like there's a lot of like really deep things in like some of the cosmic horror stuff that has made me rethink like my life or how i view my life or how i view my mortality and it's it can be really deep. It doesn't have to be, and and some of the greatest writers in literature, like they dabbled in horror because they knew the power of it. They knew that it had a use case that it's not just you know for a a, a negative or evil reason or a negative purpose. It's like any art. It's like taking real life and putting it, you know, it, it's it, like shining a light on it in such a way that that you're able to see new things about life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's I, I 100% just agree. like any art. It's just like just, uh, just don't pretend you're better than it. You're not. You know, the greatest the greatest masters have have dabbled in this stuff by Dostoevsky could be called horror. Yeah. Like some of the Crime like, and punishment's pretty freaking crazy, man. It is. You really yeah. get into some crazy shit. Yeah. Um yeah. so anyway, that I think most of the time like just to, you know, risk extending this podcast even longer. Um I feel like for myself when I was like, "Oh, I don't like horror or whatever." And like I don't think that i'm a big lover of horror or anything it's like i mean i don't like seeing people getting chopped up like just for the sake of being chopped up i don't like that i don't want to just watch a bunch of blood and gore and screaming i'm not here for that but the thing is like almost none of this stuff is that almost none of it is i i I think we named like maybe two or three movies that were that yeah you know our, our parents definition of of what a horror movie is right yeah or what what it was sold to me as i don't want to undersell my parents but like there's like yes this is like a, a this is basically a snuff film 
All horror yeah. films are snuff films. You will watch someone be tortured to death. Why yeah, do you like someone's that? actually going to die in this movie. Yeah, like, so, like one of the actors is now dead. <laughs> they did that for your pleasure? What's wrong with you? There's no blood in cinema, only red. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are... Cinema. Yes. Film. Yeah. Not whatever theaters you're going to. Uh, <laughs> I slander you. <laughs> um, any final thoughts about about a horror? Anything else you want to get off your chest, guys? This is your last chance. I don't want to hear it ever again. An ghost. <laughs> That's All why right. you stink All so right. much. You're yeah, so old. I know. I know. All right. How about you, Dan? Uh, no. Other than like some of my favorite movies are in this genre. So it it's something that I look forward to uh to showing to my kids, it's something that I look forward to showing to my friends. Um I mean heck, we watched Bone Tomahawk with like a group of ten guys that had never seen it before, and it was all because I, I thought it was a great movie and it scared the living daylights out of JP. And uh like to this day they bring that that experience up to me. Like it, it really rocked their worlds and maybe not in a good way, but maybe in a good way. That's um, definitely like like a monster folk movie, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like Western horror, which is probably under folk. Yeah, I just I, I I thought about Western horror, and then I tried to think of one single other movie that is a Western horror movie, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I agree. Uh. And yeah, that about sums it up. I've wanted to talk about horror for a long time. I'm really glad we got to do it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Same. Um. Well, uh, Jesse, we miss you. I uh, wish you could have been here. But uh, from all the rest of us at Not Your Father's Movies, I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Dan.